Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 12th, 2022. This is today's word. So in, in December of 1997, the Lord told me to put his word in people's email inbox. And I've been doing that five days a week pretty much for 25 years. Uh, I think 12, 13 years ago, we started doing the videos. And so here we are all these years later doing today's word. So this is a word that I share with you on a daily basis from the word of God. And I pray that it will be a blessing to you. If you're new here, then what we do is we go to the word and then we seek to apply the word to our daily living. For us, our learning must turn into to living. For us, the information from the word of God must turn into application. If not, it's not going to benefit us. And so we've been learning about pursuing grace-based success. Say this, say, I want to be a success. You can put that in the chat. I want to be a success. I don't know anybody that wants to be a failure. We want to be a success, but we want to be a success God's way. We want to pursue it God's way in his name for his glory. And when you do things God's way for his glory, then there's no limit to the success that you can experience because you will become the man or the woman that God called you to be, and you will leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. The title of today's message is Pursuing Grace-Based Success, Part 18, A Covenant of Blessing. Uh, so I taught a lot about the old covenant, that that this old covenant that was established by Moses on tablets of stone, and that this new covenant that was established with Jesus and ratified in his own blood. If you've been watching me for a while, you know that we are under the new covenant. And today I'm going to talk about how this new covenant is a covenant of blessing. Say this, say, I am under a covenant of blessing. Get ready to receive the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. I have a lot to teach. And like I said, I'm going to try not to preach. I need to teach this morning because there's a lot of teaching content in this message for you. The foundational scriptures for this series, there are three of them. The first one is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. In this passage, the Bible says, I mean that you were saved by grace. All you did was believe. All you did was believe and you were saved by grace. You did not save yourself. It's a gift from God. This came as a gift. Eternal life is a gift from God, and all you do with the gift is receive it. So you're not saved by the things that you've done. You have nothing to boast about. What are you going to boast about? It's not about you. It's all about him. Verse 10 says, God has made us what we are. Say this. Say, God has made me who I am. God has made, made us what we are, right? I am who I am by the grace of God. God has made me who I am. In Christ Jesus, God made us a new creation so that we could spend the remainder of our days doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. So I have work to do. You say that I have work to do. You have work to do. There are good works that I'm supposed to do, but I'm not working for grace. I'm working by grace. There's a revelation of a difference. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 30 and 31, the Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. Now, for our benefit, God made him, Christ Jesus, to be wisdom itself. So I have access to wisdom from above. Then God made us right with him through Jesus. So I'm the righteousness of God. Then God made us pure and holy and freed us from sin because of Jesus. So because of Jesus, I have access to wisdom. I am righteous. I'm pure. I'm holy. And I'm free from sin. It's not because of me. It's, it's all because of him. Verse 31 says, therefore, you have nothing to boast about. What am I going to boast about? I didn't do anything. Jesus did everything. All I did was receive Jesus 
as Lord. Our boast is in him, not in us. It's all about him. Second Timothy 1 and 9, the Bible says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling so that my life could be about something that's bigger than just me or my selfish pursuits. Now, he did this not according to our own works. He did this according to his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. And so he gave me a purpose and the grace for the purpose. He gave me both in Christ Jesus. He gave me both in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So it's all about him. It's not about us. And then for the last few days, we've been looking at 3 John 2. The Bible says, beloved, I pray that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Say this, say, I have a prosperous soul. I've been teaching about the importance of a prosperous soul. Yesterday, we looked at the life of Mephibosheth. And I told you that I wasn't going to finish it yesterday. We needed to go back to Mephibosheth again today. So here we are. Mephibosheth, I believe, is one of the greatest stories in the Bible about redemption. I mean, like, here you have a man who was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He was born an heir to the throne. He was born as royalty. He was the grandson of King Saul. He was an heir to the throne. And he lost his regal connection through a series of unfortunate events and only later to have it all restored to him by an act of God's grace. It was an act of grace through King David. Now, David offered up the restoration of the blessing to Mephibosheth, and it had nothing to do with what Mephibosheth did. He did nothing to earn it. He did nothing to deserve it. It was an act of grace based solely upon a covenant that David had with his father, Jonathan. Now, everything was restored to Mephibosheth through a covenant. Say covenant. Everything was restored to Mephibosheth through a covenant that was established with his bloodline. I'm taking my time this morning because I got to teach this thing. Mephibosheth lived beneath his means while he was ignorant of the covenant. But once he was made aware of the covenant, a covenant that was established with his bloodline, then he received complete restoration to a position of prominence and prosperity. He was restored. He got his position back. He got his prominence back. He got his prosperity back. Why? Because he was made aware of a covenant that was established with his bloodline. In the same way, you and I, before we come to Jesus, we live beneath God's best. And it is only when we come to Jesus and we come not just into the knowledge of God, but into God's knowledge of us, when we discover who we are, when we discover this covenant of blessing that was established for us, we then get to receive from the covenant. When we're ignorant of the covenant, we don't get to receive from the covenant. But when we become aware of the covenant, the covenant of grace, then we get to receive from the covenant. So let me explain. God made a covenant with Abraham. I'm going to give you a lot of teaching today. You know, like this is this is stuff like it's foundational, but if you don't know it, it's critical for you. So God made a covenant with a man named Abraham. This is in Genesis chapter 12, verses two and three. God promised to make his name great. God promised to bless all the nations of the world, of the planet, through him, right? And God promised to bless his bloodline. This is a covenant, Genesis chapter 17, verses 6 and 7, that would be transferred from Abraham to Abraham's seed, 
to the bloodline, right? So God blessed Abraham and made him very rich in cattle and silver and gold and blessed everything that he put his hands to do. This is Genesis chapter 24 and verse one. And then God then extended the blessing of Abraham to Abraham's descendants. If you read Deuteronomy chapter 28, you know, I'm, I'm a big New Testament guy, but you got to understand the Old Testament so you're going to understand the New Testament. So if you read Deuteronomy chapter 28, you see all of these things that are listed. There's the blessing that's listed. Then there's the curse that's, that's listed. Let me give you some things that Deuteronomy chapter 28 talks about for the blessing. Say the blessing of Abraham belongs to me. And so I'm going to make you aware of this covenant. So this is what the Bible says. The obedience to this covenant would mean that their businesses and their farms would be successful. That's Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse three. Say my business is successful. Whatever business you do, whether you know, you're working a business for someone else or you own your own, if you're under the covenant blessing, your business will be successful. Also part of the blessing, verse four, that they would have many children and harvest large crops so, so that they would be fruitful at home and fruitful in the field. Verses five and six, that they would have plenty of bread to eat and experience success in their daily work. Say, say I, I lack nothing and I experience success in my daily work, okay? Verse seven, that they would overcome their enemies. Verse eight, that their, their harvest would be so large that their storehouses would be full. Not just their table, but their barns and storehouses would be overflowing. Verse 10, that they would have plenty of money to lend to other nations and have no need to borrow money themselves, right? Verse 13, that they would be leaders among the nations and not followers, that they would be wealthy and powerful, not poor and weak. This is Deuteronomy chapter 28. This is the blessing of Abraham. You should read this. You, you need to get this down in your heart. Paul, Paul told us, you say, oh, well, Brother Pena, I thought you're a New Testament guy. I got you. I got you. Galatians chapter 2, verses 27 to 29, the apostle Paul tells us that every born again believer has been baptized into Christ. And once we're baptized into Christ, we put on Christ. And in Christ Jesus, there is no distinction between Jew or Greek, slave or or free, male or female, we are all one in Christ Jesus. The Bible says our connection to Jesus makes us Abraham's seed. So although I'm not a Jew, I am Abraham's seed. I'm an heir to the promise. I'm Abraham's seed and an heir to the promise that God established for Abraham and his descendants. Say Abraham's blessing is mine. And so so, so Abraham's blessing is not a spiritual blessing. So, so yeah, I got it that I love the blessing of Jesus, which is a spiritual blessing. I get insight, wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding. I operate with the gifts of the Holy Ghost. All of that, that's great. But the blessing, Abraham never caused the blind to see, the lame to walk, the dumb to speak. Abraham never operated in, in spiritual gifts. The blessing of Abraham was a material blessing for this world. So once we're in Christ Jesus, I get the spiritual blessing of Jesus, but I also get the, the blessing of this world, the blessing of Abraham. Say the blessing of Abraham is mine. So the, the, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter eight, not only do we have the blessing of Abraham, but under this new covenant, Hebrews chapter eight and verse six, this is a new covenant. It's a better covenant. The Bible says based upon better promises. So the new covenant is a better covenant and I have better promises than what Abraham had. Under this new covenant, Hebrews chapter eight and verse 12, the Bible says God has promised to be merciful to my unrighteousness 
and my sins and iniquities, God will remember no more. And so now, even when I'm faithless towards God, God is faithful towards me. God is merciful to my unrighteousness and my sins and my iniquities. He will remember no more. You're like, well, well, Brother Pena, what does this have to do with me and Mephibosheth and all that? Okay, what does this mean for you today? I'm already teaching. There's a lot in this. But I have three things to share with you this morning. Here's number one. Your heart must be open to receive what God wants to release in your life. Say, I'm open. Say, I'm open. Say, my, your heart has to be open to receive when God is ready to release in your life. Listen, from Mephibosheth, he needed to be ready to receive what David was releasing. David said, hey, listen, I'm going to restore to you all the land of your father. Matter of fact, from now on, you're going to you're going to eat at the king's table. You're going to eat at a position of prominence. You're going to do all of that. And Mephibosheth almost rejected the blessing. He said, why would you want to do that with me? Poverty mindset. Why would you want to do that with me? He said, I, I'm no, no more than a dead dog. Now, I'm not mad at Mephibosheth because I understand how he got there. Let's talk about how he got there. You are a product of your environment. Uh, I am. We are all a product of our environment. Let me talk about three things. You are a product of your environment, your experiences, and the credible authority figures you have in your life. Let me say that again. You are a product of your environment, your experiences, and the credible authority figures that you have in your life. This is why you can't just allow anyone to speak into your life. You have to give people license to speak into your life, and then, and then only those people's words matter. Only those people's words carry weight. There's some people that say stuff about Rick Pena that don't matter to me because their words don't have any weight in my life. But the people that I have given a license to speak into my life, those are the people whose influence matters. You got it? So when you when you think of the life of Mephibosheth, I understand how he got there. You're talk, talking about environment, experiences, and the credible authority figures that you have in your life. Okay, environment. He was living in Lodabar. Come on, that's a, the place of the filthy and the nasty, a barren place. So he was he was raised in Lodabar because of what happened to him, his experiences. He was dropped. He was maimed. Uh, his, he lost his whole family. He lost his whole inheritance all in one day. And he lost his ability to walk. And then the credible authority figures, his father and his grandfather were killed on the same day. So he lost his credible authority figures. He had terrible experiences. He was raised in a bad environment. So now when you combine all of that, yeah, he saw himself as a dead dog. He, when he looked in the mirror, he didn't see a child of God. He saw someone who was worthless. And with that type of mindset, not only is it difficult for you to move forward, it's even difficult for you to receive help. Look at me. Let me slow down on this point. If you have the wrong mindset, not only will it be difficult for you to move forward, it will be difficult for you to receive the help that God is trying to give you to get you out of your circumstance. Mephibosheth was rejecting the help because he, did, he didn't see himself as worthy of even receiving it. When you don't have the right mindset, not only is it difficult for you to move into the next, it's difficult for you to receive help in the now. <laughs> so, so if it's true that your thoughts control your life, Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23, and that's true, then you can see why Mephibosheth was so messed up. He was in a situation, he was in a terrible situation where he couldn't see a blessing in his now and he had no hope for his next. But when you are a born again believer, I want you to know that you got to be open. Say, I'm open. You got to be open for your breakthrough in your now. You got to be open for what God has for you next. Say this, say, I have a prosperous soul. Say, I am ready for my now. Say, I am open for my next.
God wants you to walk in the now and the next. And listen, God wants you to maximize both. But a lot of this, I'm telling you, today is a teaching day. I'm not trying not to preach. You got to get this down. It's your environment, it's your experiences, it's your credible authority figures. All of that has a lot to do with where you are right now. But you got to be open to receive. You got it? All right. Number two, Jesus connected you to a better covenant based on better promises. That's Hebrews chapter eight and verse six. But you must believe that this covenant applies to you. So Mephibosheth, his life was changed forever once he was made aware of a covenant attached to his bloodline. The knowledge of this covenant opened him up to the possibility of receiving the benefits from the covenant. Now, the same can be said of you. Now, once he was made aware of the covenant, no, 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 Mephibosheth, I made a covenant with your father, Jonathan, and I promised to be a blessing to him and to his family forever. So as long as I'm the king, as long as I have money, you have money. As long as I have food, you have food. As long as I have power, you have power. Come on, Mephibosheth, that, that you will lack nothing. Why? Because I'm the king. And there's a covenant that was established with your bloodline. And once he made, once he was made aware of this covenant, then it changed his life forever. What does this mean for you? Well, God established a covenant of blessing for you too. It was the covenant that God established with Abraham, the covenant that God established with Jesus. And now once you're in Jesus, I have the, the blessing of Jesus and the blessing of Abraham. And God established this covenant. It's a better covenant based on, upon better promises. But if you are ignorant of the covenant, then you can't receive from the blessing of the covenant. You got to be aware of it so you can make a demand on it. Say this, say, I am aware of it. And say this, say, I make a demand on it. See, when you understand the covenant that God ratified with the blood of his own son and how this applies to you, it changes the way you see yourself and it changes the way you see your future. Say amen to that. Number three, and finally, last point for today. Jesus is not just your key to eternal life right? God doesn't just want you to go to heaven and then like be miserable down here. God wants you to go to heaven, but he also wants you to enjoy the ride. So Jesus is not just your key to eternal life. Jesus is your key to prospering in this life. Say, I have a prosperous soul. You got to be able to prosper in this life. The apostle Paul teaches us in Romans 8 and 32. I love this scripture. The Bible says in Romans 8 and 32 that God did not spare his own son for us. And because God did not spare his own son, his only begotten son, that God gives us along with Jesus. Not only did God give us Jesus, but the Bible says along with Jesus, God will freely give us all other things. Glory to God. So not, not only do I have Jesus, but along with Jesus, God freely gives me all other things. That's Romans chapter eight and verse 32. So everything that we need to be successful in life, which is connected to our purpose, is freely made available to us. Why? Because I have a covenant. So I'm a covenant man. I'm a covenant woman. You, you got to believe that you are under a covenant and it's a better covenant based upon better promises. So when you know that you have Jesus, you got to also know that along with Jesus, God freely gives you all other things to be successful. You, when, you, when you believe that I have Jesus and along with Jesus, God freely gives me all other things, then you develop a prosperous soul. You have a soul that is open to receive from the grace of God and the fullness of God. That's how you become the man or the woman that God called you to be. That's how you leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. That's how you live a life. It's the grace life. Why? Because you know it's all about him. So seeing yourself and seeing your future the way God sees it 
Say this. Say, I believe what God believes about me. Put that in the chat. I believe what God believes about me. So seeing yourself and seeing your future the way that God sees it is critical for you to walk in your divine purpose. Once again, not because you've earned it, not because you deserved it. It's all about the grace of God. So the grace of God is about you understanding that there is a new covenant. The Bible calls it a better covenant and is based upon better promises. Under this new covenant, God is, is merciful to my unrighteousness. My sins and my iniquities, he will remember no more. God is not holding my future hostage because of my past. God is not judging my future by my past. God is not judging my future based on my performance. Come on, man, this is the grace life. And so when you, when you free yourself from your performance, under this new covenant, the spotlight is not on you and what you do for God. The spotlight is on God and what he's already done for you. And so what you have to do is you have to believe and receive what God has already provided that's the grace life. When Mephibosheth was like, oh, wow, for real? So there's a covenant I didn't even know about. And now I can make a demand on that covenant. And now I, everything will be restored to me. This is a season of restoration and the restitution of all things. Come on now. I, I, I'm saying you got to receive this thing. It's a better covenant based upon better promises. Are you ready to receive? Say, I have a prosperous soul. Glory to God. All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I told you, I restrained myself. I didn't want to preach today. I really wanted to teach. And this, this is one of those messages. You need to go back and look at the notes. If you don't get the notes, sign up on todaysword.org. You got, you got to get the notes so you can see all of that. And then watch this video again. Get this down in your heart. This whole new covenant thing, the blessing of Jesus, the blessing of Abraham. Come on now. It's a better covenant, better promises. Let's speak this over your life. Say this. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. You are teaching me about the covenant that you ratified with the blood of your own son. Now, Mephibosheth's life changed when he was made aware of the covenant that was established for him. While he was ignorant of the covenant, he couldn't benefit from it. But once he was made aware, it changed his life forever. Like Mephibosheth, I was once ignorant of the covenant. But now I know, <laughs> and now I receive. I have accepted Jesus as my Lord. I am in Christ. Therefore, I am Abraham's seed and an heir according to the promise. The blessing of Abraham is mine. Not only that, but the new covenant, blessing of Jesus, is mine too. Under this new covenant, you have promised to be merciful unto my unrighteousness, my sins, my iniquities, you will remember no more. You have given me your son, Jesus the Christ. And along with Jesus, you freely give me all other things. This is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. Man, I was teaching this morning. This is some good stuff. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, this is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, you want my notes, go to todaysword.org. There's a big red subscribe button. Click on it, top right corner, put in your email address, put in your friend's email address so you can get your notes, so they can get your notes, get the notes, and they're going to get the notes for free. It's free. Sign up on a daily basis. Listen, if this message was a blessing to you, you, you need this one of those you, you may need to watch again. There's a lot in this. But if this message was a blessing to you, Leave me some comments in the chat. I like to read those. Share this message right now 
on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Walk in the blessing of Abraham and walk in the blessing of Jesus. Greater is coming for you. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things uh, as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.